Hey, hi, hello, welcome to the Educated Fan. I am your co-host, Brandon Moses, and I am joined by your other co-host and my best friend, Andrew Moore. How's it going this week, pal? Man, not too bad. It was it was kind of a boring week. Uh, I do have a NFL draft hangover. Um, not as wild as it was last weekend, but um, it was a nice week. Weather was beautiful, so I got to be outside for a little bit. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, I also got to be outside for work some, in and out, played a little cornhole. Nice. At work, no big deal. Um, so, hey, not too boring this week. Okay, we had some free agent signings. We had there some guys get released. True. And... It's way too early, 53-man roster prediction season. That's way a thing. Too, way too early roster prediction, way too early 2021 mock drafts. I've, I've seen it all this week, but uh, it's always fun to look through, and uh, we're going to do our own prediction here about the 53-man roster in April. When, Absolutely. Well, it's May now, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it should be a fun episode. I'm excited. How many tweets did you see uh, with the picture of Justin Timberlake saying it's going to be May? Quite a few. On Thursday. Way too many than I'd like to admit. I've been on my phone a lot less lately at work and whatnot, so I've, I've not been surfing through Twitter and stuff, so I didn't see too many. But um, So this week, like we said, we got our roster predictions for you. Way too early, but we're going to hang on to these, and we're going to kind of see how they compare down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, once we do finally have our 53-man roster, we're going to talk about some undrafted free agents with the Colts. Um, go over some fifth-year options. That are coming up to deadline on the fourth. It's either tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, the fourth, I think Monday? I think like four o'clock Which tomorrow, is weird or maybe to have midnight a on a Monday. Maybe Tuesday. We'll see. You get it right. But yeah, so that's where that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna go through these, and I think uh, we might have a couple surprises in here. Maybe not. Um, but let's get to it. Way too early roster predictions. Uh, so obviously, start out with quarterbacks. Um, we're not really going to go through depth at all, right? Not too in depth. We'll give some commentary here and there about some guys, but, yeah. um, yeah, with this, with this way too early roster prediction, we're kind of just after the draft, kind of getting a basis of where we think the top guys on the roster are for the Colts and, um, who has the best chance to make the team. Now there are going to be some picks where it's not going to be necessarily the best guys that will make the roster, but you also have to think of special teams special teams plays a huge role when determining these final rosters and so some guys who who don't play special teams they're not going to have as great a chance if they're on the lower end of the roster as guys that do so you got to be aware of that and and keep that in mind when in july and well it'll be august when these final roster cuts are made so um and that's what we tried to do to um when we were making our predictions as well so uh keep a keep an eye on some of those guys that may not play every down but they're going to be very valuable on special teams right and i think you'll get an idea kind of where we think guys are at just in the order we read them off right i mean that that just makes sense um i want everybody to know i've never done anything like this before i don't know if andrew has not officially not written it down. in my head yeah yeah but, so you're becoming okay. a little bit of educated yeah, a in this educated. episode um yeah for sure but i also want to let you know unlike the mock draft i did not reference any roster predictions or anything like that I like it for this one I, like I went it. straight up all the best resource I used was the Colts roster from last year and our draft picks and undrafted free agents I like it that's it um so let's start it off QBs I'll go first uh I got Rivers Brissett Neeson that's what I had so Rivers and Brissett one two 
easy. Um, people that still think Jacoby Brissett's going to be traded, just stop it. He's not. He's going to be on the Colts this year. Um, and then, and that's good for Eason. Oh, yeah, definitely. If Eason ends up being good enough to be the future of this franchise, this year with Jacoby is going to be huge. Because not only can he sit and learn behind Phillip Rivers, he can be- learn behind Jacoby Brissett, who, again, great teammate, real good leader. So, and, and Reich and Ballard both mentioned it in their press conference that Jacob Eason is battling for that third quarterback spot with Chad Kelly. Um, and I do think that he probably will win that out in, in training camp and uh, in the preseason. All righty. Running backs. Um, and I want to say right now, this is going to flip halfway through the season is my prediction. Okay. <laughs> I got Mac, Taylor, Hines, and Wilkins. That's the same four you got? Yep. I've got all those. Um Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, like Frank Reich said, will be that one-two punch. Naheem right. Hines, that gadget guy, the third down back, who can is a great receiving back. And um, I still think Jordan Wilkins has a place on this team as well. I mean, he does play special teams. There we go. He was the number two back, and uh, he's still on a very very manageable rookie deal. So um, whether right. you've got a guy like that, why not keep him on there? Because the Colts kept four running backs last year. So Yeah, and that's you know what i thought four sounded like a lot but then i was looking at the roster last year i was like well we had four last year so Mm -hmm. um now i'm what i was talking about i do believe jonathan taylor will be starting before the end of the year i think he's that good especially behind our offensive line and you can think about it this way marlon mack had how many yards 13 he had almost 1100 yards and he missed Missed two or three games okay probably would have hit 1300 yards oh yeah here's the thing though marlon mack's great but he was behind probably the best offensive line in the league the question is were there more to get okay and I think Jonathan Taylor is a guy that could be you know he's going to be a guy that gets those more kind of like Zeke used to do you know stuff like that um but the problem right now the I I wanted to jump him over Mac just for fun um but the problem is there's just not enough offseason work right now for him to earn that spot so I think you have to look at it as just as what Frank Reich said, a one-two punch. I really don't think one's going to get the ball more than the other. I think right, maybe, but eventually maybe, somebody else is going to step on the field yeah, first. I think maybe in the beginning it might be Mac gets the bulk of the carries and they put Jonathan Taylor in. But I think their vision for this is to kind of have it be a 50-50 split where they can keep both of them extremely fresh. Because last right. year, I mean, Marlon Mack was the bell cow. I mean, he was out there most of the time. Jordan Wilkins would come in for a series here and there to give him a rest but I think what they want is it to be a 50-50 split where they can just rotate yep. great running packs and have one on the field all the time so if I don't I really don't foresee it being that Jonathan Taylor will take most of the carries I pretty much think it'll be a 50-50 split especially with with how high they value Marlon Mack they I mean great guy great back great person um so they're I, I love it, the I love the text message exchange between him and Frank and oh yeah I did too what we first saw we didn't get what Frank's text said mm-hmm. we just had Max response but from that press conference uh, post draft press conference we actually got to see um, what Frank said or that was in undrafted that was in the with the, the next pick the with the next pick you're right yeah 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 okay and by the way if you haven't watched the last episode of with the next pick oh my god Best you're missing yet. out it's so good best yet um fullback Knicks yep. Yeah, I don't think we signed him to get rid of him. No, we signed him (laughs) to bring him in and just beef up this running game behind offensive line, two stud running backs. He'll be be on this team. He plays special teams, too. I wasn't paying much attention at one point when we get back into, like, uh, DBs and stuff, and I was like, oh, man, I got to remember, some of these guys we just signed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like we so we're not going to get rid of him after we just signed him, most likely. So, I mean, you never know. When in Ballard's first draft, he picked Zach Banner, that offensive tackle, with his fourth round pick, and he never made the team. He got cut. That's fair. So it, yeah, it could fourth rounds the right around yeah, that border. It, it could happen, but um, I think Roosevelt Knicks will be on this team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially we're going to be running the ball. Um, wide receiver, go ahead. So wide receiver, I had I had five guys last year. They kept six. I think they moved down to five this year. Um, T.Y. Hilton, obviously, Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, and then the last spot was a little bit tricky for me because I either had um, Marcus Johnson or Darius Fountain, and Darius Fountain was a fifth round pick of the Colts um, a couple years back. He had a really good training camp last year before he fractured his ankle um, or dislocated it, and he was done for the year. But um, I think I think he'll have a good training camp this year as long as he can come back fully healthy, and um, I think it's his time to time to make the team now. Desmond Patton, our sixth round pick, I think he probably reverts to the practice squad. Um, he's a little bit raw, needs to develop a little bit. So I have. Uh, Dereese Fountain taking that final wide receiver spot. How about you? I had six. Ooh. So I had Johnson, um, and then I had I had Patman in there. Um, Fountain. That's not. That's the Fountain that went to the Steelers. No, that's Deion Kane. Deion Kane went to the okay, Steelers. There we go. Fountain. I was in, getting my wires crossed. Right. Dereese Fountain in training camp last year was was killing it. And um, oh yeah, I remember and that. Then Did he get hurt? He it was the joint practice against the Browns. He that's right. Completely dislocated his ankle, real bad injury. So um, I think the Colts still have good hopes for him. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay, tight ends. WWJD. Duh. WWJD. Trey Burton. Cox. Yeah. Three. I have three too. Um, last year they had they would try to cut four on the roster, but I think with the addition of Roosevelt Knicks, it takes that kind of H back role or that fourth tight end role. Um, uh-huh. So that's why I put Jack Doyle. Obviously, um, Trey Burton is going to try to take over that Eric Ebron role. I think be the more of the receiving tight end, but he can block as well. I mean, when he the last year he was fully healthy in twenty was twenty yeah twenty eighteen. Um, he was the number one rated blocking tight end according to pro football focus which you don't really think of trade you think more of a of a receiving and yeah because he's a freak yeah and then mo alley cox i mean he played all last year with a broken hand the colts are really high on him and i think he can make a big big addition to the passing game as well i agree um so andrew and i had a bit of a miscommunication when it came down to you know the offensive and defensive line so i have mine broken down by left tackle right tackle left guard right guard center and he's got just offensive line so we'll figure it out um so i guess on the offensive line and i have a couple repeats in here oh man i don't even think i filled out 53 i think i have 52 now i think i messed up my math here but um so i don't know i guess i'll, I'll just run through mine um i got costanzo um Raven clark Backing him up, Raven Clark back, backing up uh, B. Smith. Um, so both tackles, I got him as a you know just a depth guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Q, Eldrin Camp. Uh, I, I got my fingers crossed, hoping Pinter makes the team. Oh, he will. Um, they love him. Yeah, he's going to be somewhere along along the line, probably interior. Um, Glowinski, Eldrin Camp again is you know more depth. Pinter more depth. Um, Kelly, and that's it. Yeah, so I had obviously you got the starters. You got Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, and Braden Smith. Um, and then LaRaven Clark, they did re sign him to that one year deal. They like him. They think he can step in and play tackle. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of LaRaven Clark. Whenever I see him play, he doesn't play too well, but 
that'll be the backup tackle. Um, they do love Danny Pinter. I mean, they they tried to trade up for thirty minutes, so he's going to make the team, and he will yep. be he will be that interior lineman that can play guard and center. Um, they did. He played tackle though in college, right? He played tight end at Ball State, and then he switched to tackle. Okay, but, but he's not long enough in the NFL to play really. tackle. Most Ballard likely. said he's going to make his hay on the inside, so he'll be the guard center, probably the first guy that that will come in in that role. Um, and then I have Jake Eldrin Camp, like you do. Uh, the Colts are high on him. They kept him on the practice squad. He can be another guy inside. And then um, my ninth lineman was Javon Patterson. Now he was our. I can't remember if he was our sixth or seventh round pick last year, but he tore his ACL in training camp. Um, and he'll probably be a backup center um, for Ryan Kelly. Um, the Colts do think that he can develop into a quality backup in the NFL. So um, it'll be really his first chance to um, kind of show what he has and uh, see if he can find a role in the team. Nice. All righty. We're hopping over to defense. Yep. Defensive the line. Yeah, we can do defensive line. Okay. So uh, ends um as of right now i struggled on the defensive side of the ball a little more than i did offense uh, i got houston banagoo and muhammad yeah i've got i've got justin houston uh ben banagoo alquadine muhammad and then uh kamoko Ture. i have Ture on there as well did you have Ture? i should have wrote down Ture. there's my 53rd there you go <laughs> there we go uh no i i i think that was just a i forgot to write it down um because I, I love Ray. Maybe he wasn't popping up on roster because he was on IR or something funny like that. Could be, that, yeah. Like, I, I definitely know that man's making the team. Um, but, yeah, all those guys are great. And I think, um, you know, some of our linebackers kind of fill up, you know, the rush too. So that's why I only had three or now four. Yeah. Because um, I have I have nine total defensive linemen. Chris Ballard, and I had nine on the offensive line as well. Chris Ballard said he likes to have at least eight defensive lineman that he can just rotate in and out so there's going to be a lot of defensive linemen on this team and he he wants to have nine or ten offensive linemen on the team as well so that way they can they have that quality depth so um with the like the defensive tackle position along the line i have of course deforest buckner all pro uh denico autry still under contract grover stewart had a good year last year um sheldon day guy another guy from the 49ers that we picked up in free agency and then the last guy on the line I had trouble with. It was either Tyquan Lewis, Rob Windsor, the the guy that we just drafted from Penn State. Um, those two I really grappled over or tried. It was it was tough to pick one. Robert Windsor is the guy that will come in and and just give it his all. Um, and then, but Tyquan Lewis, you spent a second round draft pick on him. He hasn't really come on. And Chris Ballard has said how how important this offseason and this this year is for Tyquan Lewis because they had high hopes for him being able to move him inside, move him out, and he just hasn't produced. He's been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have Tyquan Lewis right now making the team, and you can put Robert Windsor maybe on the practice squad. Um, but if if Robert Windsor outperforms Tyquan Lewis in the preseason, and it, do not be surprised if Tyquan Lewis is cut this year. I could very easily see – Windsor making the team and and Taekwon moving on so that's just something to kind of think about and be on the lookout for once once training camp and the preseason starts I got Windsor on there you do this is my last one yeah nice. I sure do I had everybody else I had the same um yeah I got him on there I just didn't we see some crazy stat or you told me some crazy stat about I mean one all of Chris Ballard's draft picks are on a roster somewhere all yeah before like 29 before this draft, before this draft he had 29. 29 yeah exactly okay. and didn't 
haven't all his draft picks maybe that this might be wrong was it all of the draft picks that have made it the team at least the first year no because like nope. I, like i said earlier zach banner was okay cut. that's right that's right okay i saw some crazy stat most of his players make the team yeah most okay. of them do and all of them are still on an nfl roster and i i just i don't know i i, I hate to see a draft pick from this year go you know what i mean just because recency bias but um we'll see so linebacker position um I this I definitely struggle with between I guess middle linebacker I had Walker. Yeah, I've got Anthony. I've got Anthony Walker. I just and then we got Maniac, Okariki, Speed, Adams, and then I got Glasgow making the team. Exactly the minor because the, of spe- and I got that highlighted special teams. Right, I've got Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker, Bobby Okariki. Those will be your three starters, um, and they they will like to rotate Walker and Okariki depending on whether it's a rundown or a pass down. Um, I think you'll see a lot more of Bobby Okariki this year. I think he's going to be a star. Um, EJ Speed plays special teams and is good when they play the three the three linebacker set. Matthew Adams has been a, a quality player on special teams. And then the reason they drafted Jordan Glasgow was because of his special teams. They think he can become a pro bowler on special teams. So right. you got to carve out a role on a team any way you can in the NFL. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do. Yep. That, and that's what I had him, you know, make the team as is really a special teamer. I mean, that's his position, but mm-hmm. I think that's where he's going to be. Uh, cornerbacks um, got more, obviously Rocky sin, uh, Xavier Rhodes, was it TJ Carey, right? TJ Carey, yep. Um, Tell. You have Tell on there? Yep, Marvell Tell. And Isaiah Rogers. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of rookies making it. I'm not going to play games. But yeah. we had six corners last year. Right. So I, I got six this year well, because he got that nickel spot. Yeah, you're going to have Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Sin on the outside. Kenny Moore will play the slot when, that, when they are in their, their nickel. Um, they really like Marvell Tell. Um, he did develop, and he's still making that transition from safety to corner. Um, and then with the signing of TJ Carey, they really wanted to get somebody to play that backup nickel role in case some yeah. take case Kenny Moore does go down again. Um, they're not left scrambling. And then they did take Isaiah Rogers again for his special team acumen. He's a great kickoff and punt returner. We'll see if he does make that tra- if he's takes over that role um, for the Colts. But um, I mean, he's he's a he's a play, uh, playmaker. And he, exactly, and he's. Uh, I, I believe I heard he was a pretty darn good tackler. Um, yeah. But he can play all over. I mean, he's one of those guys that you could say, hey, go to the ball. You know, I mean, that's – if I remember hearing correctly. Mm-hmm. Position yeah. versatility is key. Exactly. When you're at the bottom of the roster, uh, if you can play all over the secondary, um, you have that ability to play on special teams, you're going to be a lot more valuable to the team rather than somebody that can only play an outside corner position and doesn't play special teams a la Quincy Wilson, and that's why he is now on the Jets and not on the Colts. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what I had. That that versatility, that's why he's going to be on the team. And then special teams again. Mm -hmm. I mean, rookies that play, you know, DB are going to be playing special teams. Right. Um, And then strong safety. Go ahead. So strong safety, I mean, our safeties are so interchangeable, but if you had to put it as a strong safety, I'll have Kari Willis and George Odom. I think Kari Willis is going to be, well, he will be our starter this year as we're not going to re-sign Clayton Gathers. And um, I'm excited for him. He's a playmaker. He can can fly around the ball, great tackler. Um, He does need to work on his angles a little bit, but I think we're really set at safety. And then um, 
I think Malik Hooker is back this year. I don't think he's going to be traded. Um, so he'll be our starter at free safety. And then Julian Blackman, when he recovers from that ACL, he's going to be another guy that can roam the middle of the field. Um, another playmaker, a ball hawking safety that moved from corner, but he's got great hands. And I'm excited to see what, what he can do. And I think the Colts are as well. He was our highest defensive draft pick too, right? Yep. yep. So that's who I have, right? Uh, Hooker and Blackman. I will get to it, but I, I imagine we'll pick up. You know, we got a couple days, but I imagine we'll pick up Hooker's um, fifth-year option. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. All right, here's my uh, here's my surprise. Okay, I, I think we probably so have the same surprise. I, I do. So, opposite of what I said earlier, when it came to Jonathan Taylor or any of the rookies, okay, they those skill positions, you know, don't have the time. They don't have the. They're not going to have time to show their work and take over starting positions by the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but. I believe in the kicker position, you can do that because all you're going to do the whole time is kick balls. There's going to be somebody watching you kick balls. Right. Okay. I think Vinny's going to retire. I think that's a be- what's best for him. Okay. And I think Blankenship, our undrafted free agent with the goggles from Georgia, that dude looks awesome. I love I love him. I love him already. He's not even on the team. Um, Blankenship, I think he's going to win the starting job at kicker. Yeah, I have him penciled in there as well. I mean, the Colts gave him a $20,000 signing bonus as an undrafted free agent, and that's big for an undrafted free agent. Yep. So I do I do think it will be a, a kicking competition. They're not just going to give it to him, but it will be a, a good competition between Chase McLaughlin and Blankenship, and um, that'll last all throughout training camp. And then right. I think – just with his pedigree and everything he he definitely has the chance to come in and win that kicking job and another thing that we need to keep in mind for 21 straight years the Colts have had at least one undrafted free agent from that class make the team right so that's that would be our guy and I think he definitely out of all the undrafted free agents he has the best chance to make it um and I would not be shocked in the in the least if he is our kicker for the future. And you know what? What really sealed the deal for me was how many teams did uh, Chase play for last year? Quite a few. I think yeah. it was like three or four, maybe. Hey, he did a great job while he was with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's a reason he didn't land a contract or stick with a team. I mean, there there's something there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think Blankenship has this opportunity to come in and take it. Uh, punter, Rigo, duh. Um, right. Kick return. Um, Hines, Pascal already on the team, didn't take up any more spots. Yeah, I had those two. Um, Isaiah Rogers, I think, has a chance to be yeah. in a kick returner and punt return situation, but I think it's Hines to lose after his performance against Carolina, where he just goes out there and takes two to the house. It was well, and may- unbelievable. And maybe we keep Hines. I mean, Hines is going to be the punt returner for sure, I think, but yeah. there is a good chance. You know, one of these rookies could come in and do kick return. Kick return is yeah. a little more violent, a little more dangerous. So don't, maybe don't forget about Paris Campbell. If he's yeah. coming healthy, I mean, Paris Campbell's got that blazing speed too. He kicked, yeah. he did kick returns at, at Ohio state. So he's definitely another option. And then long snapper, Luke Rhodes, Luke Rhodes. Um, so I'll tell you, I thought I came in with 51 on my first try. Apparently I came in with 50, um, <laughs> but I, I only had to go back and fill in three spots. Not too bad. Not too bad. I think you did pretty good. Our, I think you said you landed on 52 your first run through. I landed on 53. Exactly. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, it's, I think we did very well. I think that's, 
our rosters make sense. Um, obviously, we're probably not going to be 100% correct because things will happen in training camp and in the preseason. Um, but looking at this roster, it's a it's a solid roster. It just makes me more excited yep. for the season. I think our defense, I mean, just took a huge leap. Um, I do too. I will say, though, um, kind of now look, you know, taking a wider view. I'll tell you what. We thought we fleeced the 49ers, okay, with getting Buckner, in my in our opinion. But the way they turned things around in the draft, they got a lot. They ended up getting a lot for Buckner, more than just one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still ended up getting, uh, was it Kinlaw? Javon Kinlaw, yeah. Yeah. So if you could take a step back and, and do what they did in the draft, trade back and get a, a probably the best defensive tackle in the in the draft, um, get more for, you know, before right. you take him, would you, would you – leave Buckner to the uh 49ers no I think I, I think the trade worked out for both teams I mean the 49ers uh-huh. are getting to a point where they've got a lot of good guys on that defensive line and they can't pay all of them and the Colts need have been looking for so long for that guy to play in the three technique and just be a, a complete game changer for the defense and the Colts had the cap space so they were able to, to sign him it was a guy that everything they're looking for not only is he unbelievably talented and an all pro, he's got great character, an incredible leader. And that's that's something that the Colts value, I think, more than most teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they value it the most out of any team in the NFL. And when you have that opportunity, Chris Ballard said it was easy. So he went and got it. You got the resources available. That's why you're so diligent and so um, so good with the caps. So that way you don't get into these big spending situations where when this opportunity comes up, you mm-hmm. can't do it. And that's why it kind of annoys me when fans say, oh, we need to go sign this guy and this guy and spend all the cap space. It's like, no, these are the reasons why I'm one of those don't. people that annoy him. It it all sounds fun. Okay? I, I, I still see. You can't make me stop saying it. I, I understand st- <laughs> why we won't. Okay? I still see fans wanting us to go out and spend the rest of our cap space to, si- to sign J- Jadavion Clowney. Just stop. That's stop it. Stop it. But uh, <laughs> stop it. Get some help. Anyways, um, but yeah, that's it works out for us. And then the Niners can get a, a a rookie defensive lineman who's I mean he's got great upside, and they can they didn't have any picks between rounds two through four. They didn't even have picks like a first round pick before, or maybe they did. I think they picked thirty one. But other than Ooh. that, they needed more draft capital, and this is a way for them to get more draft capital. Allows us to get a guy that can completely change our defense and come in here and and make probably a bigger impact on the Colts than he would on the 49ers. Yeah, and it's it's it works out for both sides. Okay, I I, I agree. We did we didn't need to go down the rabbit hole, bro. We always do. <laughs> All right. Um. So, you know, I think next week we're gonna have a couple new segments. Um. Might run through some new kids on the block and some. Uh, we're gonna break down. Every, I think every division, see how they're looking. I think maybe we'll start up in the uh, what is that? The NFC West for the 49ers? Uh huh. Yeah, that's the NFC West. I think maybe we'll start out there. We can do there. I think we uh have some stuff to talk about there in that division. Um. So all right, let's move on. Uh, Colts signed a bunch of um undrafted free agents this week. Ten. Yeah, so right after the draft. Right after the draft. There was no time wasted. Uh, so we're going to run through some of those real quick, or all of them, I guess. Not going to go too deep. Obviously, you know, good chance. A lot of these guys don't make the team. Maybe the practice squad. Um, 
But do you just want to list them all? Yeah, we can go. So obviously we talked about Rodrigo Blankenship. We think that he's a guy that can come in and be our kicker of the future. Um, they also signed uh, Cameron Klein, a defensive tackle from South Dakota. Uh, Kendall Coleman, a defensive end from Syracuse. And he he's a guy that I do want to talk about just a little bit. He He's from Indianapolis area. He's been working out with Robert Mathis all offseason. And then when we were doing our defensive breakdown before the draft, I say that I said that um, – Alton or Alshon Robinson, I forget his name. He, the guy that pushed his girlfriend in the bushes. Yeah, he was the one that was working with Robert Mathis, and, and I, I messed that up. He was not the one. Um, it was this Syracuse guy, Kendall Coleman, um, and he's a really high character guy. So, so glad to have him. He could be somebody that could come in and, and fight for a spot on that D line. Um, uh, Farad Green from Mississippi State, a tight end, another wide receiver into Michael Harris uh, from Southern Mississippi. Um, you got a tackle from Alberta, Carter O'Daniel. That's a little, uh, that's a little unique there. Travis Reed from South Alabama, uh, cornerback. Donald Rutledge, a safety from Georgia Southern. Chris Williams, a defensive tackle from Wagner, and then finally Brandon Wellington, linebacker for Washington. So, guys that can come in and try, are trying to trying to accomplish their dreams, maybe carve out a roster spot if they have a really good camp and a really good preseason. So. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, and we're going to talk about who we thought had the best chance to make the team. We both agree, and we already talked about it. Blankenship's yeah, a guy. Blankenship, and if then if we had to possibly pick one. Coleman. Sure. Yeah, and then you mentioned uh, Carter O'Donnell out of Alberta. Hey, Chris Ballard, small school guy. You yeah. Just, you just never know. I don't know a damn never thing know. about him, but I, I just either. saw Alberta. I was like, huh? who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty. So a lot of action going on this week with uh, the fifth-year options. Um, deadline being tomorrow. Um, so only one on the Colts, Malik Hooker. Um, I, I think we both agree he's going to get picked up. We already talked about that. Uh, I think he's still a top safety on this team. I think he has a lot of room to grow still, and I think he could have a really big impact this year. Yeah, it's it's a little puzzling why it hasn't been picked up already, in my opinion. Um, he Malik Hooker is one of the only – there's only like three guys left where the decision hasn't been made, and, and, and Hooker's one of them. Um, now I mean, can we still be fishing for a trade? I don't know. There, there were rumors that, that the Colts were trading, but everything that I've seen from the indie beat writers, their sources say that teams were calling about Malik Hooker and the Colts weren't necessarily shopping him. And I think we talked about mm-hmm. that. So will his option get picked up? I do think so. I mean, it's not a money thing. He's going to, if he, if it does get picked up, he's only going to be making, six seven million which would put him around the middle of the pack for safeties and the Colts have plenty of money it's not a money issue yeah and I think it should be because I mean with the injuries he and like Ballard said he's been good not great I think they just want to see more they want to see him perform and reach that potential of that first round pick where he can be that ball hawking safety that's feared all over the center of the field and um, and really stop those those big plays from happening, something that Ballard and Frank Reich both are huge on, um, as well as Matt Eberflus, the D coordinator. So I think it will be picked up. I just think he this is a bit again, this is a big year for him. He really needs to show that growth. He really needs to become and start coming into his own as that guy that the Colts envisioned him to be. So um, as long as he can stay healthy and I mean, we got to remember he just turned 24. So this kid's really young still. Um, And I mean, I have, I'm a big fan of Malik Hooker. I think he can become that safety that we hope he can be. And um, I think it would be smart if the Colts picked up that fifth year option. I agree. Um, So there are plenty of guys this week that had options picked up plenty that were turned down. Um, 
So we can run through some of those. A big one, um, Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty easy decision there, even yeah, though he does like to club people in the head with helmets. Yeah, what an, what an animal. What a monster. <laughs> By the way, he's reinstated. If I remember hearing I think I heard he's he reinstated. Be. I think they tried to sweep that under the rug because they don't want people talking about it. But I'm the, pretty sure he got reinstated. I could yeah. be wrong. I've been wrong I'm before. Not exactly I'll be sure. wrong again. Um, this next one, it, Jamal Adams with the Jets, it, obviously. I mean, the man's an animal. Um, but I do didn't weren't the Jets having a little there behavioral are, issues with him? Not behavioral issues, but I mean, he, it doesn't seem like he gets along with the the some of the staff. Maybe Adam mm-hmm. Gase. Um, and there were trade rumors of the Jets kind of looking oh, around. Man, that's right. But um, they were wanting a, a king's ransom for him, and they never got that offer. So they they picked it up. Right. Uh, Mike Williams, Chargers, keeping a weapon out there for uh, Tyra Taylor and Justin Tyra Herbert. Tyra Taylor and Ju- yeah, Justin Herbert, who's going to be starting within three games. Bold prediction. But I'm, Hot take. I'm, I'm telling you, I, Tyra, it, it's Tyra Taylor's going to get hurt, or he's going to lose the first three games, and the Chargers are either going to, or the Charger fans are either going to have Anthony Lynn's head, or he's going to put him in. The pressure is going to be too great. He's going to be, he's going to be playing by the fourth game. Um, Christian McCaffrey extended. Duh. Duh. What a mon- what Highest paid running back in the league now. Ever. Yeah. He's incredible. What if he's not a running back. Okay. He's a running like, back you, receiver, do and, everything guy. And the Panthers said. Offensive weapon. Yeah. The Panthers paid him for what he is. He's more than a running back. He's a, he's a running back. He's a receiver. I think he threw the ball a couple times this year. <laughs> I mean, he does, he does everything. You got to pay the guy for what he does and he does it all. And he's the best in the league. Um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, got picked up. I, I don't know if we're going to see an extension for him yet. I thought we were going to. They're working on it, but there's no pressure to get one done. When it does happen, he's going to be the, the highest paid player of all time easily. Oh, yeah. But um, something I was listening to, something about, I, I don't know. I, I didn't catch it all. The salary caps might go down next year because all this. If games aren't played, is that it? I that I mean it's possible, I don't know how that but works. they're 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 working on it. There there's just no pressure to get it done. I think Pat said this week, like when it gets done, it gets done. But it, right, it will. So there's and, no no controversy there or anything. And if that's in the forecast, the possibility of you know the cap going down. If I'm him, I'm waiting. I don't want to. I don't want to sign a deal right now. I'll wait for my extension. If that's the case, if because, it does go down, I think it's it wouldn't be determined until after the season. So right, okay. Um, so Deshaun Watson does he's the only good player on that football team aside from <laughs> JJ Watt. Um, Derek Barnett, Philadelphia. Yeah. So with, with Derek Barnett, I, he was actually a guy that that year I was hoping the Colts would take and the, the Eagles picked him literally right before the pick that the Colts took Malik Hooker. So, um, he's been a solid defensive end for Philadelphia. Right. Um, all right. We can move through some of these, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Baltimore, OJ Howard, Tampa Bay. That was interesting. Yeah, I think they did that because, I mean, at first they were thinking maybe they could trade him, probably saw that the market wasn't that great. And now you do have Gronk, but you only have Gronk on on one year, and you don't know how long he's going to play. So maybe O.J. Howard can learn under Gronk, can become Mm -hmm. another weapon for Tom Brady. I think it was smart to keep him. Yep. Evan Ingram, uh, I think another duh. Uh, Tredavious White from Buffalo. Yeah, he's become a stud corner out there, so that was an easy decision for them as well. Yep, David Njoku, if he can stay healthy, um, I think you know he could transform into one of the best tight ends in the league. Njoku and Austin Hooper, if that's yep. going to be a deadly combination, it sure is. Um, that's going to be great. T.J. Watt, duh, I think he's starting to uh, really pick up, and he's got another Watt brother in Pittsburgh now. Derek. 
Yeah, Derek's there. JJ yeah. was like, oh, damn, I'm going to lose the, the best uncle battle now for <laughs> sure. Um, so then, all right, let's move on to the people who have had their options declined and the biggest duh of them all, Mitchell Trubisky. Watch this dude play balls. I mean, I think he's going to be on the field at some point, um, even if Foles wins the starting job. Um, watch Mitch Trubisky get to come into a game and just go balls to the wall, finish the year strong, and they got to extend him. I think if he so if they funny. would have picked up his fifth year option, I saw yesterday when it happened that they declined it, that they'd be paying him twenty four million dollars in the in the twenty twenty one season. Yep, that's too much. <laughs> For um, Mitch Trubisky, yep, absolutely. For sure. I, hey, go UNC though. Uh Solomon Thomas, San Francisco. I don't know anything about him. He I mean, he he was they had high hopes for him, but when you have Nick Bosa, um, Eric Armstead, you've got all these guys on that defensive line, it's uh it's hard to carve out a role, and he really hasn't done it so far. Yeah, and then Leonard Fournette, uh, one of the biggest jokes on Jacksonville, uh, has the audacity to go out and talk about, oh, we need to go get Cam Newton. We need to get a better quarterback. Like, no disrespect to it. Well, that is disrespect it's to very the mustache. Disrespect. So, and you're Can not you imagine even, the man's not even good enough to get his fifth year option picked up. Right. And he was what? The second pick in the draft? He was fourth. Fourth? He was terrible. He mm-hmm. had one good year. He's been, he's had a terrible attitude, terrible work ethic. Um, he's just been a locker room cancer, and that's why we, when I saw people saying, oh, Colts should go get him, again, stop it. No, nope, that's some help. dumb. Listen, he's the Trent Richardson from LSU. Right. I mean, it, but Trent Richardson was at least a good teammate, wasn't a piece of shit. Yeah, so I think, I mean, with Leonard Fournette, that's that's not surprising at all, especially with Jacksonville trying to trade yeah. in. It's, it's just been a mess. Now, can you ever imagine Marlon Mack ever doing that? Never. No. Uh, the Colts draft a guy to take away reps and, and money and probably talk, job being honestly talk about money and possibly job from Marlon Mack and his text to Frank Reich was let's go let's go in and that's why I'm so high on Marlon Mack yeah. I, even if even if Jonathan Taylor takes over a bigger role I still hope the Colts try to re-sign him I, I'm a huge fan of Marlon Mack uh, these next two surprised me uh, Corey Davis Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, John Ross Cincinnati I think that guy is damn good he's just john ross is good he's just can never stay healthy yeah i don't know how many games he's played but i think he hasn't played a full season yet but now that about to have mr burrow thrown to right now that we're through this the top five of that 2017 draft the only one out of that top five that got their option picked up was miles garrett which is absolutely wild trubisky declined thomas declined fournette declined Corey davis was the fifth uh pick in that draft decline so just because you're a top pick doesn't mean you're going to be a sure thing. Scouting Absolutely. is hard. It is. Um, Tack McKinley, Atlanta. Yeah, I, I I, was a big fan of this guy in that draft as well, and he just has not produced in Atlanta, so that's not surprising. And Reuben Foster, San Francisco. Yeah, garbage human being. So yeah. um, not surprising there either. Man, it's crazy to look at all these names and like remember that they were all drafted the same year. That's right. crazy. All right, uh, that's it for the fifth-year options. Um, we're going to find out more tomorrow, um, hopefully, about at least Hooker, and you know we'll talk about that next week. Um, so we got some news going around the league, QB news mostly. Um, I want to start off with this. So I don't know all the details about what happened with Brady. Um, apparently, he was seen uh, going to Leftwich's house, their offensive coordinator down in Tampa Bay, former Walked Jaguars quarterback. Walked into the uh, wrong house. Shut up! You didn't hear about that? Oh God! No. Yeah, he, I told you I've been on Twitter all he week. He went to go. He went to go see Leftwich and went to the wrong house. Didn't knock. Just walked into his neighbor's house. Oh my God! Could you imagine <laughs> though being that neighbor? Like, hey Tom, 
Like you wouldn't even be mad about it. Like you're. I think they might have been a little upset about it, but uh, yeah, Brady Maybe just if he was hammered. Brady just walked into the house. That's hilarious. Um. So anyway, either way, Brady did a no no. He claims he just went to pick up, um, you know, a playbook. I'm pretty sure I heard something about some duffel bags. What's in a duffel bag? Footballs. Um, they were probably in the backyard doing walkthroughs, but I don't care. That's fine. I, I it, it doesn't matter to me. However, everybody's flipping out about the NFL. Like the NFL one said, don't worry about it. He was just getting a, you know, no rules were broken. But let me explain a little something to you about all these workout rules um, and stuff like that. These are rules that were made for player safety. Okay. Um, and these are rules that were negotiated for by the NFLPA. Okay. When contracts, when the CBA is up, um, most of that player safety stuff, that's coming from the NFLPA. Okay. I work for a unionized company. I get a little bit of it. Okay. Franchise tag, um, salary cap, stuff like that that makes the owners more money. That's the stuff that's being negotiated for by the NFL. Okay. No, you know, voluntary OTAs and stuff like that. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the reasons, you know, I mean, he's a, He's not one of the reasons, but he's an example of why this stuff exists because he goes, I don't even think we should have OTAs, you know, stuff like that. Okay. These are rules made for players so that players have, you know, their summer or whatever the heck they want. But, and I get that players should be able to work out when they want to and get better, especially at the age of 43, you're on a new team and you want to learn all the offense. But the fact is, these are rules that were negotiated for by the NFLPA. And the NFL just has to be the enforcer. So everybody that's all pissy with the NFL, like this is bullshit, you know, it's not them. They're just enforcing the rules that were agreed upon by both parties when the CBA comes around. So I just wanted to clear that up. I think I get a little extra insight on that because I do work for a unionized company. So I, I just kind of get it. Um, so that's it. You have any comments on that? Not really. I think you were all spot on there. Okay. Um, the rules are put in place and I think... Most guys do follow follow them. There are some guys that don't, and it's not surprising that Brady would be one of the ones that isn't following it. But there's probably you a mean bunch Brady of breaks rules. <laughs> Shocker, I know. So it's, I mean, it's not surprising. And again, there's probably a lot of players that do it. Mm-hmm. But again, if if you want this to be, if you want to be able to do these and put it in the rules, then that's something you need to bring up to the the NFLPA reps. Yep. So Jameis got to sign with the Saints this week. Um, I think we talked about this right after we went off mic last week. Um, really good opportunity for him. I think I, that's about the best position you could be in. Yeah, I think the reason he did it is because there's really not too many quarterback starting gigs left in the NFL, especially after the draft. He's he's betting on himself here. He's going there on a one-year deal. He gets to learn behind Drew Brees. And um, who knows, maybe if he shows some promise, Sean Payton could keep him and he could go into a quarterback competition with uh, Taysom Hill next year. Or he um, enjoys being on that team and learning from Sean Payton so much that he's okay being Taysom Hill's backup next yeah, year. Yeah, you could that do could that happen. too. But um, I think I think it's a good opportunity for Jameis to learn. I mean, Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I, he, he's in my top 10. Um, and Sean Payton is, while I don't really like him because he beat the Colts in the Super Bowl, he you can't deny how great of an offensive coach he is. So he's gets an opportunity to learn, and I think it shows great maturity out of Jameis. I agree. The only thing, problem I've ever had with Sean Payton is that they won the Super Bowl. Same with Drew Brees. Other than that, I love the guys, and you know maybe if he was sending people after Peyton Manning, I don't appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, ba- Bounty Gate was a little uh, yeah, but little you know, that was years ago. I don't even remember it. Um, Andy Dalton signed with Dallas yesterday, I think. Um, yeah, last night. 
okay, that's the story there. A lot of people <laughs> thought he was going to go to New England. I never really thought. I really think that the Patriots are going to roll with Jarrett Stidham, um, and I think people need to kind of accept that. I, Cam Newton's you not going to go there. You tweeted that last night. I was going to comment. I was going to bring that up and be like, Andrew, you tweeted something. I did tweet we, that. It was a good tweet. But so they're going to roll with Jarrett Stidham, and if, if it doesn't work, they'll be looking for a quarterback in the upcoming draft. But I do think that Belichick has confidence in him. So Dalton to Dallas, I don't think it has any effect on, on – Dak Prescott's contract situation I think they just brought him in to be a a good veteran backup to Dak kind of mentor him a little bit this is kind of the same thing with uh when Andrew Luck was first coming in the league they had Matt Hasselbeck a good quality backup veteran quarterback that can just help a younger guy grow so I think it's I mean for what he signed I mean it's not very much money it's a good move by Dallas yeah um I agree that it's I mean it's good back great second best backup in the league now maybe third i mean he's up there he's he was a quality starter and he i think so people, he was just on a shit pe- team people talk bad about andy dalton but he i mean he had some good years in cincinnati and i agree so i mean he's and he's always been a great guy great locker room guy so he's gonna be really good for dak and, and for that team yep um and then i'm sure everybody heard this week about aaron Rodgers. um not a happy man not happy he has yet to say anything publicly he hasn't said a word yet. However, that, Brett that, Favre was on a radio show and claims to, and I'm not saying he's lying, but he claims to have talked to him and says, based on his conversation, he wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron play for another team one day. We talked about this last week. I made that comment. Um, but yeah, might see him playing for another team as opposed to retiring a Packer, which he's always said he would love to do. Yeah, I think I think he was very taken aback by it. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, it's been documented, he's not the easiest person to work with. Um, he's very passive aggressive. He'd rather kind of air his grievances out in a subtle way over the, in the yeah. media rather than talk things out. But, um, I mean, look at all the great quarterbacks that have finished on different teams. I mean, Peyton Manning had to do it. Uh, Tom Brady is doing, doing it, right it now. Brett Favre left the Packers, so if Roger Brees played for two teams, he, I mean it was a different situation. Yeah, if Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, right now with the Colts. So if if Rogers finishes his career with a different team, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, when when Phil Rivers' contract is up, maybe the Packers will trade Aaron Rodgers to the Colts. You never know. Yep, um, that'd be wild. Okay, <laughs> um, I think that's it. So I get to go to work for the rest of the day but have fun brother first everybody follow us at the educated fan at t-h-e-e-h-d-u-c-a-t-e-d-f-a-n i'm spelling it once and that's it i meant to plug that in the beginning oh well go follow us listen to our podcast tell your friends tell your family tell your I don't, grandpa i don't care um <laughs> just you know go leave a comment or review um follow us on twitter and instagram our instagram game has uh has been stepping it up yeah, you've been I'm, doing a good I'm job there. To, uh post today that's I, uh what gary v says to do so i, I try to, to uh, give some insights on twitter for for the breaking news so. i'm not kidding i like that tweet i like that tweet it was a very adam sheftery tweet maybe field yates it was a good tweet. I'm the Adam Schefter of the Colts. Whatever. <laughs> All righty, guys. That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like that. Yeah. Here comes the. No. Here comes the. Oh. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like that. Yeah. Here comes the. No. Here comes the. Oh. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like that. Double L. Why?
So I keep big bills up in my heart on 